everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, July 24th edition. Hope everybody had a good weekend and is ready to get back at it in full force. Some good baseball over the weekend. Some really good baseball as we keep going closer and closer to the trade deadline and the you know stretch run where teams that are going for the playoffs are really going to have some good matchups. So we have some stuff to look into. 12-game main slate. There's a, a day game, White Sox-Cubs, Hendricks versus Miguel Gonzalez. If you're into that kind of thing, right now, early reports in Chicago, in Wrigley. Wind's blowing in heavy from left center field. So if you're playing the all-day slate, the pitchers could be sneaky in that matchup uh, if you're into that kind of thing. As we get to the evening, though, we, over the weekend, we had to play with a lot of rain, late starts. Pretty sure every game got in, though. So... It's got to have that patience. Houston at Philly, we got 50% chances of thunderstorms by game time, but then it dwindles off, so it looks like it could be another late start possibility. Oakland at Toronto, roof should be closed. If not, wind's blowing in hard from right field in that matchup. Royals-Tigers, wind blowing out hard to right center field. You got uh, Verlander in that matchup against Hamill. So interesting one there. Reds at Indians, wind blowing in hard from left center field. So we have a lot of wind to deal with, not a ton of rain. But we do have some wind. Mar- Marlins at Rangers. You got your weird off and on chances of thunderstorms, but pretty low chances for the most part. You might get a straggler here and there, but very hot as usual in Texas this time of year. Rockies at Cardinals. Warm one. Game time is right around 90 degrees. Cools off. It'll still be in the 80s uh, by the end of game time. It's a little warmer than normal and a little and it's humid. Colorado St. Louis. Interesting matchup there with uh, Cincinnati versus Leak. Uh, as you go down some more, it's going to be hotter in Hades. Actually, it's only going to be on 90s in Arizona, so they might even open the roof. Keep an eye on that one. That can make things a little more interesting in that matchup. Uh, but then on the on the West Coast, you're fine. Weathers are low temperatures, normal wind blowing out in San Francisco. That usually doesn't mean anything. So overall, things look pretty good. Might get a late start in that one matchup, but that's it. Let's take a look at your totals on the 12-game slate. Uh, well, if you want the 13th, that Cubs White Sox is out at 8.5 right now. That's a lot to do with the wind. Kyle Hendricks, a minus 270 favorite. Okay, evening. Orioles at Rays, 9.5. Marlins, Rangers, 11. I love that game. Love that game. Uh, Astros, Phillies, 9.5. A's, Blue Jays, 9.5. Royals, Tigers, 9.5. Reds, Indians, 9.5. You get a sense we have some bad pitching on this one, folks. Rockies, Cardinals, 9. Braves, Diamondbacks, 9. Red Sox, Mariners, 8. That's a good pitching matchup. Two lefties, Erod and James Paxton. Twins, Dodgers, 9.5. Might be Bartolo Colon's swan song, everybody. Mets at the Padres, 7.5. DeGrom, Richard. And then in San Francisco, Pirates, Giants, 8. So you're looking at pitching almost all on the West Coast, and then you can gamble on the rest. And then you got offense for days. You have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 9.5s. And then 111 on the slate, and then two nines besides the West Coast low balls. So, yes, tons to enjoy there. And let's get at it. Let's get on your pitching for the slate. Um, your top price starting pitcher on the slate is Jacob DeGrom, $13,400 on the road. And you can't ask for many more better ballparks than this at Petco Field in San Diego, or Petco Park in San Diego. DeGrom has been awesome this year. Ace-like stuff, but it's inconsistent also. Like, his last start was head-scratching, but the Cardinals don't strike out a ton. He only had three Ks over seven outstanding innings for 18.2 points. Then 39 against Colorado, 
St. Louis had him for 17 again. So you take the two St. Louis starts out. It's 39, 39, 4, 31, 31, 31, 4. So pretty darn good stuff. I'll take 30 all day long. Going into San Diego, where you're facing a Padres team that strikes out 20, almost 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching. And Grom striking out 28%. Ground ball rate of 46-6. Swinging strike rate of 13-6. Tons of the love in that matchup. Padres lowest total on the evening slate. 3-4-9 total. Lefty's 287, righty's 299. Jacob DeGrom, well worth the money if you're pl- paying up. Well worth the money. Uh, if you're paying down want to gamble a little more, the ballpark in Arizona could be lively, especially with that roof open. We got Zach Granke, $11,900, and it's it's risky because I told you to watch out for him at Cincinnati. Only 4.7 points. But prior to that, his last three home starts, 30.8, 30, 19.7. He'll take those 30s all day long. He's been outstanding at home, a 2-4-1 ERA at home. Opponent average of 192, 89 strikeouts and 71 innings pitched. He's been very, very good. The Braves offense, you know, they, they're good at times, but they're nothing to freaking be that scared about. They don't strike out a ton, 19.8%, almost 20% against right-handed pitching, Granky 28% K rate. So you strike rate, it's almost, everything's almost identical to Ver, to DeGrom's numbers. Like, everything. It's All the percentages are pretty darn close to DeGrom. You're saving 1500 bucks now. You're facing a slightly better offense and a much more better hitting ballpark. Braves team total, one, two, three, four, five, six lows on a slate. So you got Padres are the lowest, Braves six lows at 4.02. Lefties 297, righties 302 versus right-handed pitching. So Greinke, definitely worth a look, more GPP than uh, cash game for me. But uh, up top here, he's probably the lowest, he's, he's the, the highest gamble and the least I will use on the slate. Brad Peacock, 11.5. Price tag just keeps climbing for Brad, and he's been so worth it. Like, four starts ago, 97, then 96, then 94. Last start, 10-3. Still got you 33.4 points in Seattle. When all the touts were touting the fact that, oh, Seattle doesn't strike out, they don't chase pitches. Come on, if Peacock's not walking, guys, he's great. As K totals his last four games, 9-4-7-7. Seven, seven. The ones with seven or more strikeouts, he's had 20 or more points. Now, 11-5, you're going to want 25 or more, so that's the, the risk you're taking. In this matchup, and Philadelphia is a very hitter-friendly ballpark, but so is Houston at times. And so you can't completely rule that one out. Uh, Philadelphia striking out 23.6% of the Tiber's righties. Peacock striking out 32.4% of 12.4% swinging strike rate. And a very low hard contact rate and a home run to fly ball of only 1.7%. He's been outstanding when he's not walking, guys. That 13.2% walk rate is just bad. So it makes for a very interesting matchup. Philadelphia's got a team total of four five two. That's like middle of the pack of the of the evening. Lefty's two eighty eight, righty's two fifty five versus Peacock. I like it. I used a lot of Brewers for value. Given eleven five doesn't allow value when you're using like guys like Suter and stuff. That's value uh, against Philadelphia. So Peacock has to be good. It's riskier than risky. There's no doubt about it. But there is tremendous upside with Brad Peacock. Now you go to a guy I like a lot tonight and. Most might avoid him because he's facing the Boston Red Sox, but it's James Paxton. And James Paxton is starting to look like the guy we all knew and loved. He they, he struggled coming back from the DL. They were saying he had to tweak some things. He got it fixed. Well, since June 21st, 15-4, 23-6, 19-9, 30.2, 28.5, So essentially 2, 4, 5, basically 5 straight starts of 20 or more if you count 19.9. It's rounded to 20. Five straight starts of 20 or more, and the strikeouts are back. His last three especially, 7, 9, and 9. That was at Houston, a team that does, does strikes out less than 20% at the White Sox and against the A's. Teams that do strike out a bit. 
His last four games, one, two, two, one in the earned run columns. He's been really good. He's going six plus innings in every start. There's a lot to like when it comes to James Paxton, and he's ten thousand five hundred. You're saving almost three grand on Jacob Degrom. Now, sure, Boston strikes out about sixteen percent of the time versus lefties. That's a negative. He's not striking out a ton, but you got Paxton striking out twenty eight percent, give or take. And his last thirty days, especially, he's been on six best on the barrel tip, getting barreled zero point zero zero percent of the time. That's outstanding if you're uh, not good at math. Really good stuff there with Paxton, and he's striking out 29.6% of the batters he's facing in the last 30 days. Tremendous upside with Paxton, and it is risky. It's Boston, but Boston is one of those teams that they're all or nothing, and even when they're hitting, they're not hitting a lot of home runs. So as long as he doesn't let them streak together you know, five, six hits in a row, damage won't be that high. It's a very sneaky play, in my opinion, good contrarian play. And the other part is Boston has the second lowest team total on the slate at 3.74. Lefty's hitting 270, righty's only 292 off Paxton. Yes, Boston has an outstanding 338 Woba and an okay 150 ISO versus lefties. But I, I think it'd be a nice low owned GPP play with Paxton at 10.5. And then the, the last one is $100 below 10K, so we're including him in here. It's Garrett Cole. That guy has been masterful of late. 30.2 points his last start. He's got basically 25 or more in two of his last three. Uh, 10, 4, 8, 7. Those are his K's his last four. When he played the Giants, though, that's funny. At home, this is his last big blow-up. Outside of that, he's been phenomenal for over a month. But they got seven runs on him in five and a third, ten hits. But he did strike out seven. A team that doesn't strike out a lot in the Giants. And he's 9900 bucks. goes into AT&T Park, a very, the best pitching ballpark in all of baseball. You got Cole facing the Giants, who strike out 20% of the time. He strikes out 21-4. Ground ball rate's outstanding. He's got to keep the ball in the park, which is a lot easier to do in San Francisco. Third lowest total on the slate at 378. Lefties do hit 360, and the Giants can run out a good four, sometimes five left-handed bats. So keep that in mind. Righty's 288. We know the rest is rough for the Giants. And they got to him last time, so something to keep in mind. But at 9,900, I love it. A Cole-Paxton combo or even a Cole-DeGrom combo, it allows you to make some noise with some kind of – Lower price, potentially low owned semi stacks or something we'll get to that I really, really like building the lineups last night. So Cole is definitely in play for me at 9,900. I'm not going to look at the last start. If the Giants somehow get him twice in a row, that just shows you that baseball is crazy. And we've talked about baseball's baseball. You can't predict baseball because one time's okay, two times will be pretty darn funny, two times in a row, especially. So there you go. Up top in this order DeGrom, Cole, Paxton, Peacock, Branky. That's the direction I'm going with the high-priced arms. Now we dig down a little lower here, and we get to a guy that I've been having so much trouble backing, and I'm not saying he's full-fledged in today. But he makes for an interesting play. is Justin Verlander. He's had a very, very bad year. We get it. But he's facing the Kansas City Royals team, which is funny because the BVP truthers, and I will mention BVP later, the Royals have had pretty good success against Verlander and a lot of pretty good-sized sample sizes. So it's at least somewhat you can look into. Now, four starts ago, he got blown up against Cleveland at home for minus 13.7. Since then, at Cleveland for 19, home against Toronto for 14.4, at Kansas City for 23.6. Also, he's faced Kansas City three times, three starts, 21 innings pitched, 21 hits, six earned, 19 Ks in those 21 innings. He's averaging 21 DraftKings points per start against the Kansas City Royals. So a team that has really good history against them, he's actually done really, really well against this year, especially for a guy that's struggled as a whole this season. So it makes a very interesting GPP-type play. you got Royal striking out 21% of the time versus right-handed pitching. 
and their team's on fire. But this was just last week when he faced them. So he, he, he went through the fire. They blew up the other pitchers around him, but he shut them down for the most part. Um, he's striking out 21.5%. He's walking too many guys. That's, that's really what's getting to him. And not a good ground ball rate. It, he's been getting hit a lot. It's a, it's an interesting play, to say the least. A good GPP play, in my opinion. Royals 449 total, lower half of the slate. Lefty's only 287, righty's 293. It's just walks guys and then gets the big hit. That's been his problem. If he's not walking guys, he's in business to at least make some noise. So Verlander at 87 makes for a nice mid-ranged play. Going below Verlander, my top mid-range play, Erod. Eduardo Rodriguez of the Boston Red Sox, 700 bucks. I'm going to take, to me, this is value on this guy. He's 8200 bucks. his first start back from the DL, his last start. Sure, five and a third, six hits, three earned, four walks killed him. These young guys in their gosh darn walks, but he struck out eight. He's a big strikeout guy, and I love it. And so even with all the, the, the struggles, the low innings pitched, 16 points. He gave up those three runs real early in the first, and then he calmed down and pitched really, really well to get you those 16 points. It's a nice, nice option against Seattle in Safe Cope Field, a nice pitching environment. Um, Seattle doesn't strike out a ton, 18% versus lefties. Erod's is a 27% K guy, almost a 12% swinging strike. Ground balls aren't the greatest, but uh, it's definitely something to look into as a lower price option. Everybody loves Seattle, and Seattle's hit and miss against lefties. It's better of late. They have a 4.26 total. It's a lower half. Lefties 3.29, righties 3.08 for Erod, and a 3.15 team Woba which is pretty good. So Erod at 78 makes for some good upside in that matchup because everybody, if anybody's using pitching in that matchup, they, I would imagine they go Paxton unless, you know, Erod becomes chalky. But uh, it's an interesting play to say the least. And the last one in this range, and this is purely for K upside alone, we do it, I probably mentioned the guy facing Tampa Bay every time out. And sometimes they're really, really risky, just like tonight. Kevin Gossman is 7300 bucks at Tampa Bay, a very good pitching ballpark. And Gossman has been so hit and miss. He looked like he started to figure it out, then he got blown up for two starts. But his last start at home against a very good Texas Rangers offense, six innings, four hits, one earned, eight strikeouts for 27.9 points. Got blown up against the Cubs at Minnesota. He struggled, but his last three of his last four starts, he has seven or more Ks. Last start out against Tampa Bay, seven innings, two hits, no earned, two walks, nine Ks for 35.4 DraftKings points. Tremendous strikeout upside with Gossman. We know there's blow-up upside. We know that the Rays have power. It's something we go through with almost every pitcher we pick from them. There's always tremendous risk. But Tampa Bay does strike out 24.3% of the time versus right-handed pitching. And really, if you look at Gossman's numbers, okay swing strike rate, okay walk rate, ground ball rate's 42-3. It's not bad. Average hard contact rate of 35 is just the home runs are at 16%, home run to fly ball. So that part sucks. But Tampa Bay, it's really interesting, has a team total of 490 just above the middle part. Lefty's 324, righty's 358. We know the power. Iso Woba of Tampa is outstanding. First right-handed and left-handed pitching. So it's a risk. But at 7,300 bucks with upside, he uh, he's going to strike out his fair share against them. If he gets you five or six innings, he's going to get you at least a strikeout an inning probably, if not more. You saw he did his last time out against them, 35.4 points because he shut him down. Even if he gives up two, three runs, but strikes out those seven-plus in five, six, seven innings, he's going to get you in the 20s at 7300 bucks, and that's very, very solid. So your mid-priced arms in this order, Erod, Gossman, Verlander. Uh, let's take a look at the punts. The punts are not pretty. Like these are, these are bad. Usually there's nights where you guys know I love my punts, and I'll just punt for days and get all the bats in the world. Tonight's a little different. You got Blake Snell at 6800 bucks. 
I'm a big Blake Snell guy. He just hasn't figured it out. The, the, the talent is there. The walks are the problem. His last four starts, three, four, five, three on the walks, but then six, five, six, five on the strikeouts. He's gone four, five, 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 and two-thirds. He's, he's, he's been back in the bigs for three starts. He just doesn't go deep because he starts walking guys and getting into trouble. It's a risky play. It's a punt, hopefully double-digit point upside. The punt, uh, a, a decent punt. Chris Smith of the Oakland A's, you spot starting it once again for the injured Jarrell Cotton. In his two spot starts, six innings, six hits, three earned four Ks at Seattle for 11.3. He's 4,800 bucks his last starting against Tampa. I said, let's use him. He went seven innings, three hits, one earned, four Ks for 18.8. That is what you call big punt return. So we'll look at him. His price has gone up. He went from 48 to 61, which is rough. He's in a very good hitting ballpark in Toronto. And the Jays' bats, you know, they're not hot, hot, but they're they a lot better, especially like the last 30 days or so. They do strike out 20.6% of the time. Smith's not a huge K guy, about 16%. But a swinging strike rate of 10.8, well, uh, ground ball of 50%, hard contact at 30%, all things we really like. Now, Toronto does have a 5014 total, but lefty's 272, righty's 219. They have an average Woba, barely above average ice overs, right handed pitching. Punts are punts because they can blow up on a, on a dime, but for a punt option, he's very good. He's 6,100 bucks with upside. Hopefully it doesn't get blown up, gives you five or six. Not bad for a punt play. And the last punt I'll be looking at is one I don't mind at all. It's Clayton Richard, 5,400 at home. He's the New York Mets. Uh, Richard at home, 11.6 points on the year away. Eight. He always has that one blow up in that just pisses you off. We'll throw his last round at Coors out. But like Giants, five and two-thirds, 11 hits, four earned, two walks, four Ks for five points at Philly, 11.9. He's $5,400 for a reason is basically what I'm trying to say. If he's getting the ball down and not walking, guys, he has tremendous upside. Otherwise, he might just leave him hanging and it gets risky. Um, the Mets do strike out 23% of the time versus lefties is one thing we really like in this matchup. He has a ground ball rate of 57.1%. But he doesn't get a lot of swinging strikes, not a ton of strikeouts. So the, the risk is there. But the Mets have the fifth lowest team total on the slate at 4.01. Lefties 318, righties 374. Very good Woba of 322 and outstanding ice with 195 versus left-handed pitching. So the Mets, you know, the bats are an interesting play. It is a very good pitching ballpark. There's a lot of factors that have to make that work, but for 5,400, there is upside, but there's a lot of risk as well. So, you know, play with caution on that one. So your punt pitching, I got Richard Smith Snell. Let's re- recap real quick. Up top, DeGrom, Cole, Paxton, Peacock, Granke. In the middle, Erod Gossman or Erod Gossman or Erod Verlander Gossman. My bad, Erod Verlander Gossman. And down below, Richard Smith Snell. Let's get into the bats that are going to attack these high, high totals we were looking at. Let's kick it off with the catcher's position. Yes, Monty Grandal, forty-five hundred bucks for his Bartolo Colon. Yes, it might be steep for Grandal, but this is Bartolo Colon, folks. This is the Swan Song we've been talking about. The Dodgers have the second highest total at 5.56. Lefties 3.48, righties 3.23 versus Bartolo. The Dodgers should be extremely chalky. They're expensive for a reason. Sayonara. I know you're not Japanese, but or adios, Bartolo. Adios. Gaddis 43 versus Velasquez has some power upside in that matchup. Um, Salvi Perez, great history in his career against Justin Verlander at 4,100. 
Brian McCann in that same match versus Velasquez at 37 has some upside as well. Houston in that ballpark is scary. A 498 total. Lefty's 339, righty's 327 versus Velasquez. Um, so very interesting matchup in that one. You got Cervelli, who's just been on fire. I don't care. He's been he was doing it before coolers. He's 3,600 versus Kane. That's not bad at all. You got Rio Muto down in Texas against the lefty Perez in that good hitting environment at $3,400. So you got some higher price catching options indeed in this matchup. As you go down some more, uh, you got the likes of Yadi Molina versus Sensatella at 33. Wilson Ramos, 33 versus Gossman. Remember, Gossman's a reverse splits guy. Lefty's 324, righty's 358. Gives up a lot of power to right-handed bats. Gets a lot of power to everybody. But Wilson Ramos at 33. That's a lower, one of the lower-priced guys with some nice upside in his matchup. Uh, as you go down somewhere, I can't. Uh, Chris Herman versus Dickey. It's hard to pick on knuckleball guys with guys that have a lot of knuckleball history. He's 33. Alex Avila. He hasn't been lighting the world on fire, but his hard contact rate is still outstanding. Like last 10 games, only two averaging 2.4 DraftKings points. So his price tag's dropped quite a bit. He's 3,100 versus Hamill. There is upside in that one, but if he, he's been struggling so much, I understand if you want to sit back and watch. Uh, Wellington Castillo absolutely rakes against left-handed pitching. Loves left-handed pitching. 3K versus Snell, very good option in the 3K below range. Very good option. As you go down some more, I'd like, like Devin Mesoraco at 28 versus Tomlin with some upside. Um, as you go down some more, there's a couple low ones I don't mind. Tucker Barnard, if he gets a start versus Tom at 26, Tucker's a left-handed stick. He's actually a switch hitter. Playing well away at 16 points yesterday because he went deep. He's got he's averaging 5.8 points his last 10 games. He's always in this lower range as a punt. So there's upside there in that matchup versus Tomlin. Um, but as you get down, there he is. The low pros got price guy I'm looking at. You can go Jeff Mathis at 24 if you want for that always that random upside. But uh, Josh Fegley. He's the right-handed catcher for the A's that usually plays all the time versus lefties. He had 10 points his last time out, averaging 3.5 his last 10. His last few, we're talking 10, 3, 4, 7. Swinging it pretty well of late, and he's going up against Francisco Lariano in Toronto. Good hitting ballpark against Lariano, who's just been absolutely horrible this year. He's been better at home than on the road, but very, very bad. The A's are a stack I am in love with today, hoping they get overlooked. Um... Great matchup for Sileriano and very affordable prices around the diamond, especially if you're selling some value ways. So don't forget Fegley at 23. Let's go over to first base. Goldschmidt at 54 versus Dickey's always in play. Uh, Justin Smoke versus Smith. If you're not going to punt with Smith, Smoke's not worth or is not a bad look in that. Justin Bohr, he can hit lefties okay. It's Perez in that great hitting environment. He's 5K. Bohr's been quiet. Not like He's not quiet, but not lighting the world on fire. But not a bad option. Votto versus Tomlin at 5K is outstanding. Freddie Freeman, I don't care who he's facing. I know Granky's great. But Freeman at 49 just definitely has some upside. He's first base, third base eligible. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion is facing Tim Adelman with the Reds. Adelman, 11th worst the last 30 days on the barrel. 15 barrel almost 7% of the time right now. Cleveland makes for a very interesting play. They have the third highest total on the slate of 5 <clears throat> 2-7, lefty's 3-53, righty's 3-36 off Adelman. Edwin gets overlooked a lot because of the names he's surrounded by. He's averaging 8.4 points his last 10 in a good matchup. Makes for a very intriguing play. Um, the chalky, awesome play of the day, Cody Bellinger at 48. First base outfield eligible versus Bartolo Colon. 
But if not, a guy we love and the price that continues to skyrocket, Yuli Gurriel, averaging 10.8 points his last 10, has tons of power versus right-handed pitching facing Velasquez. He makes for a very good play tonight. Very, very good. Mark Reynolds, we usually like him in Coors. He's having a great year overall. He's facing Leak at 4,600. Some really good past history versus Leak. So you go down some more. Josh Bell versus Kane. Bell's on fire. Even before Coors, but Coors did not hurt. He's 45. It's tough to pay that much for Bell, especially because he's in that ballpark where you're going to want home runs with guys at this price. So keep that in mind. Logan Morrison at 43 versus Gossman's very solid. Hosmer versus Verlander at 42. Lots of good history there. Got Hanram versus a lefty. Ramirez has been showing a lot of power versus lefty this year, given this is Paxton. So buyer beware. It's at 43. Uh, Carlos Santana. He's not lighting the world on fire. I've been 6.7 in his last 10 games, but a good match versus Adelman at home. Always low owned. He'll be 4,200. Ian Desmond, really good history versus Leak as well. First base outfield eligible at 4K. Your sneakier play of the day, he's first base, second base eligible is Chase Utley of the Dodgers. I'd probably say use him at second base, not first, but if you want to use him at first to go to second, it's a contrarian angle to take. Um, 14 points could do to a solo homer his last start. He's only averaging five points his last 10 games, but he has outstanding history versus Bartolo. And he's been leading off a lot lately when he's been playing for the Dodgers. Could be a sneaky play, preferably at second than first, but something to think about. Going below 4K, I like some Mike Napoli at 39 versus Conley. We know he's got a lot of power versus lefties. He's averaging 8.2 points his last 10 games. He's got three homers in his last 10 games. In that hitting environment versus a guy like Conley, 3,900 bucks is tremendous. Tremendous value as you're facing Conley in Texas. Has uh, the highest total at 575. Lefty's 339, righty's 323. Definitely have, have a Napoli on my radar. As you scroll down some more, you know, lefty's hit Sensatella well. Carpenter's 38 if you want to go there. Mancini, 37 versus Snell. Yeah, it's okay. Don't mind it. Victor Martinez swinging a very hot stick. He's 36 versus Hamill. Wilmer Flores hits lefty's extremely well. He's first base, third base eligible. He's slumped in the last few weeks, but still averaging about five points his last 10 games. He's 3,500 versus Richard. If Richard does have that blow-up game, Wilmer Flores could definitely have a nice nice piece of that action. He was batting cleanup, I believe, yesterday. Uh, very, very good option at 3,500. Maggie Cabrera, good pass history versus Hamill, but he's just he's struggling so much with the price tag. <laughs> it's still so cheap, but he's averaging about six points his last 10 games. He's 3,400. Kendris Morales, power upside at 3,400. So you got some gambles down below here if you're looking to just really get interesting at the position. I'd probably go up, but you could get interesting. One of those left-handed bats of the Giants that I do like versus Cole if you're not using him. He was on fire a few weeks ago. Still averaging about six points a game. It's Brandon Belt, first base outfield eligible at 34. Um, Danny Valencia versus a lefty. It's something to think about. He's 3,300 versus uh, Erod. Valencia averaging 7.6 points his last 10 games. Swing a decent stick right there. Um, value play at 3,300. Mentioned Alex Avila. Uh, yeah, like TJ Rivera's 3,100 for the Mets if you need to go that direction. But uh, overall, Ryan Healy, he's day-to-day. He's 29 if he cracks the lineup versus lefty Larry Ono. Uh, Chris Carter got signed by the A's. I don't think he's with the big club, though. Let me check. He signed a minor league deal, and he reports to AAA. So, no, he's not up because he'd be a sneaky play today versus the lefty. Sam Travis of the Red Sox versus Paxton. If you really want to get weird, he's 2,300. Second base, Jose Altuve is just a man on a mission. 
15-game hitting streak. Went deep again yesterday. Three homers his last 10. Hit 34 points yesterday. He's averaging 15.3 his last 10. 5,200 versus Velasquez. You can lock and load if you feel that like paying up. Chris Taylor, 47. Not bad. I like me some Jose Ramirez against Adelman at 4,700 bucks. Definitely worth a look there. Jonathan Scope at 45. Very solid as well. Scope is having an outstanding season. 15 points yesterday. He's averaging 13.2 his last 10. Definitely ride the hot streak with power potential at 4,500 while you can. As you go down, you got like Josh Harrison at 44 is okay. Scooter Jeanette versus Tomlin at 43 is, definitely has some upside in that matchup. Cesar Hernandez at 4K with some upside. I mentioned Chase Utley at 4K. Ian Kinsler at 39 has been swinging it really well of late. Has some good history versus Hamill. Dozier versus a lefty at Tungjin Ryu. It's in LA. Dozier's 3,900 bucks. Averaging 11.9 points his last 10. Definitely worth a look there. Now Dozier just loves to mash those left-handed bats. So we got some more, some power upside. Uh, Paul DeYoung of the Cardinals versus Sensatella. He's averaging 7.3 his last 10. Lots of power potential with this kid. Drew Cabrera switch hitting for 36 versus Richard. Jed Lowry at 34 versus Liriano. Our okay looks. To go down some more, like Brad Miller is a good punt at 33 with power upside versus Gossman. Um, Brad averaging 6.8 points his last 10 games there. Eric Gonzalez could be an interesting punt for the Indians. Second base shortstop is 3,300. It's a little pricier than I'd like for him, but it'd be contrarian, low owned. Ruggio Dorr, 3,100. I don't care if it's a lefty. He's been mashing the baseball, hit two more homers yesterday in that ballpark. He's only 3,100 with that upside. If they get Conley out early, you get bullpen action, it could be very nice, 3,100. And then down below, you know, Peraza, if he gets on steals, it's not bad, 29. Uh, but not a ton down here. Like Joe Panic's 27, but he's not lighting the world on fire. You have to kind of see when lineups come out. Maybe something will open up for you in the bottom part at second base. Let's over to third base. Arenado at 54 versus Leak, definitely in play. Lamb at 52 versus Dickey's definitely worth a look. Mentioned Freeman. Justin Turner versus Colon at 47 is very solid. Mentioned Jose Ramirez. Yeah, Ryu at 46. Or Sano 46 versus Ryu, which I like quite a bit. I like me some Castellanos at 45. All these guys are in play. My top one's probably, if you're not using Arenado, of course, I like Jose Ramirez a ton tonight. I really, really like his upside against Adelman. Marwin Gonzalez at 44 has tremendous upside as well in that ballpark against Velasquez. Marwin just continues to crush the baseball this year. The guy's still hitting 320 on the season, folks. 18 homers, averaging 10 points in his last 10 games. Lost to life with Marlon at 4,400. Like him a ton. Uh, Mustakis at 42 is definitely worth a look. He's almost got 30 homers on the year. He's having a great season. Eugenio Suarez at 42. I like that quite a bit. Um... The Reds, I think, will be very overlooked but very sneaky. They have a 4 2 3 total, which is middle of the pack. Lefty's 310, righty's 358 off of Tallman. So nice reverse splits there. They have a 185 ISO versus righty's, which is very, very good. Suarez could be sneaky at 42. He's had a few homers this week, streaking quite a bit. Average 9.6 points his last 10 games. A guy I like, just kind of like how I like Napoli at 39. You get Adrian Beltre versus Conley at 4,000. I like that a lot in that matchup there, the lefty-righty matchup. Something to definitely keep an eye on in that one. So you scroll down some more. You got like Longoria at 39 versus Gossman with some upside. Uh, Manny Machado is only 36 for Snell. That is your what-the-F 
price of the day. Machado is averaging 7.6 his last 10, but he's swinging a really, really good bat the last you know couple weeks. At 3,600 versus Blake Snell, that's outstanding value with Machado. Beltre and Machado are my kind of mid mid price to value guys that I like a lot. You got Wilmer Flores at 35. Jericho power upside at 34 if you want to go that direction. Jose Reyes, I continually use as a switch hitter, third base shortstop. Uh, averaging 9.3 points his last 10 games. He's 3,400. I prefer him from the left side, though, instead of the right side, so I'm not as big on him this evening. And then as you go down, we'll have to just kind of look at lineups for the value. It's kind of hit and miss. You got like our uh, uh, Miguel Rojas from Miami. He's 2800 bucks. Good value in that matchup versus Perez. Third base shortstop eligible. I can get behind that upside. But yeah, check lineups. See where we stand. You know, got our guy Riddle and some other guys. Well, he'll be at shortstop. Shortstop, Seager at 51 is outstanding versus Big Bartolo. Very, very good. Like the Dodgers are just great plays, especially the left-handed bats. It's it's good, good stuff there. Um, as you go down, Zach Cozart, forty-six versus Tomlin could be sneaky. Elvis Andrus is outstanding at forty-five versus Conley, another big, big bat for the Rangers. Lindor at forty-five versus Adam, and I like quite a bit in that matchup. Gene Segura loves hitting lefties. He's four K. Freddie Galvis is all hit the four K now. It just pisses me off. We used to love his value. Everybody's on the Galvis train. Bogarts is only 3,700. We know he's not lighting the world on fire. And it is James Paxton, who I love. Bogarts has only got 3.6 points on average his last 10 games. So buyer beware. Paul DeYoung, again, 3,600. Definitely can get behind that. Uh, if you think the Pirates destroy Matt Kane, Mercer at 37. It's a little steep. It's not bad. One of my favorite shortstops, especially in this lower range, at 3,500 bucks, Marcus Simeon. Been on a tear since coming off the DL. Averaging 7.6 his last 10 games. And just mashes left-handed pitching. Big, big, big bat versus left-handed pitching. Got the power-speed combo. lot to like with Simeon at 3,500 against Lariano. Hitting towards the top of that batting order. Just keep him in mind. You got uh, Chris Owens who's struggling immensely. But a lot of good upside against Dickey at 3,300. But Owens is in a, in a massive slump. So beware of that one. Um, Cattell Marte at 32. It's interesting because it is a, a knuckleballer. You got Brandon Crawford at 29 versus Cole. Uh, you know, like our guy Riddle, 27. But then, yeah, check lineups after that. It's very hit and miss from there. Going to the outfield, we wrap it up with Stanton at 55 is against Prez. That's just wow. Outstanding. Springer 54, Blackman 53. Love all that. Betts versus Paxton at 53 is interesting because it's, it's very contrarian against Paxton, in my opinion. McCutcheon 52 against Kane. Like me some Pollock of 5K if you're paying up. Proto Para, he's day to day. I'm hoping he cracks the lineup. I really, really am. He's been swinging a really good bat, uh, averaging 13.9 in his last 10 games. Uh, but he hasn't played his last two games, so it's something to keep in mind there. Um. Yeah, hopefully he comes back here soon. He's day-to-day. He's 4900 bucks. Great matchup first league. He's got good history in some, too. Bellinger, 48. J.D. Martinez is supposed to be back tonight. He's 47 versus Dickey. K with the Chris Davis. Or Chris with the K Davis, I should say. Against Liriano at 4600 Absolutely love that. He's had four homers his last 10 games, averaging 9.7 points his last 10. Really good stuff in that matchup. Sousa Jr., 45, is not bad versus Gossman. Josh Reddick, 45 versus Velasquez. Pretty good play there. Peralta, 45 versus Dickey. 
Tommy Pham, guy continues to hit the baseball, averaging 11.1 in his last 10. He's 4,400 for Sen Everybody sleeps on Pham. He's always a sneaky, sneaky play. Adam Jones is on fire. I love this play today. 4,400 versus Snell. He had 16 points yesterday, averaging 11.9 in his last 10. If you look at his game log, 16, 16, 11, 25, 26, 12, mashing the baseball. Uh, Christian Yelk, 44, not bad. He still hits lefties just fine. Marvin Gonzalez, I mentioned him at 44. Uh, Marcelo Zuna, 43, destroys left-handed pitching. That's a good one. And so does Nelson Cruz. I know it's Erod we kind of like. But 4,300 bucks for Cruz versus lefty is very, very good. I like Billy Hamilton versus Tomlin at 43. He proved why. He's averaging 10.7 in his last 10. But yesterday proved why I love Billy Hamilton. If he gets on base, he's scary. He's 3 for 4 with a run and ribby and two stolen bases for 23 points. I know he's got to get on base, which is tough for Billy at times. But tremendous upside once he does at 4,300 bucks. Brandon Moss at 42 is very intriguing. He's swinging a really, really good stick right now. Michael Brantley. Outstanding play at this price point. 4,200 versus Adelman. 23 more points. Uh, yeah, his last game out, 9.6 on average. He's hitting it really, really well. Hitting like usually third or fourth on that lineup, which should put up a good amount of runs versus Adelman tonight. Brandley at 42. Very nice play. Very, very nice. Mentioning in Desmond at 4K. You got Corey Dickerson at 4K versus Gossman. That's good power upside in the mid price range. Don't mind that at all. So you go down some more, like Jernard Spann versus Cole at 39. Mikey Mottock at 38. Not bad plays there. Enciarte, if you want to fade Granky at 38, it's got some upside. I can understand that one. One of the hottest hitters in baseball, always overlooked, Rajay Davis. Averaged nine points his last 10 games and hits lefties really, really well. Hits Liriano really, really well. He's $3,700. Keep an eye on Rajay. Uh, gets overlooked quite a bit. Dexter Fowler versus Sensatella. Fowler hasn't been, you know, the, the world beater we hoped he'd be, so beware. But not a bad matchup at 3,700. Carlos Beltran at 37 is very intriguing. Houston will lose the DH, though, so see what lineup they put out. Uh, Boomer Bust, power upside play that I like quite a bit. He's only got 4.8 points on average his last 10. Got two points his last time out. But Jock Jams, Jock Peterson versus Cologne. There could definitely be fireworks versus Bartolo. For Jock tonight, I can see that. If Bradley Zimmer is leading off 37 versus Adelman, that's a really, really good-looking play in that matchup. Carlos Gomez, we say it over and over again, it's so much better at home than on the road. He's facing Conley at 3,600. Very good power upside for Cargo in that matchup. Carlos Gomez, that is. Nick Marquez is 36 if you're fading. Granky isn't bad. Ioannis Espedes destroys left-handed pitching. He's been in a funk, but he's averaging 5.5 his last 10. That means he's been hitting a little better. Back-to-back zeros within an 11, a 2, a 16. It's all hit and miss with Suspedis, but he's 3,600 with some good power upside. You got Malik Smith at 35 upside versus Gossman there. Uh, if you're fading Peacock, which is tough because he's very hard to hit, but Nick Williams, this kid is just mashing the baseball. Went deep again yesterday. Averaging 13.2 his last 10. He's had four homers in his last 10 games. And 15 RBIs deal with 14 hits and 7 runs scored. Just destroying the baseball. Still too cheap. Uh, but it is a tough matchup versus Peacock, so beware. Uh, you got Daniel Descalso at 3,500. He's second base outfield eligible versus Dickey. Has decent history versus Dickey in the past. So we got some more Alex Gordon. He's 3,400 versus Verlander. He's had a horrible year. But he's been really good of late. Averaging 6.6 his last 10. He had a goose egg yesterday, but then it was 18, 21, and 12. Three straight double digits. 
for Gordon, keep an eye on him as a piece of the Royals' action if you're fading Verlander. Chris Young hits lefties extremely well. He's 3,400 versus Paxton, but he's having a very, very rough season, so beware there. Good matchup, though, for him if you're fading Paxton. I mentioned Belt at 34. I don't mind. Uh, Trumbull versus Snell at 33. That is some tremendous power upside in that matchup. Some good value with the Trump bomb right there. As you go down some more, you got like uh, Scott Shevler versus Tallinn at 33. Shevler's been struggling, but we know what he can do in that matchup. Uh, Joey Ricard, if he gets a start, versus Snell at 31. There's some upside there. And then I'm just going to kind of check lineups as it's always hit and miss down below. Alex Presley, a left-handed bat for Detroit. Usually he's batting like second when he's been starting. So he, he's a good pump play at 29 if he cracks the lineup versus Hamill. I can get behind that. Kevin Pillar is only 2,800 versus Smith. There's always upside with Kevin Pillar. Robbie Grossman, I usually DHs though. So see if he's even in the lineup, he'd be 28 against Ryu. Ryu's been decent, but he's not great. He's only going to go four or five innings. That's why I can't recommend starting him at his price point. Very frustrating stuff there. But, uh, yeah, I'm at 2,500, and it really hasn't been anybody for a while. So let's check lineups and see what value pops out at us there. So pretty good hitting options, of course. Let's recap the pitching up top to Grom. Cole, Paxton, Peacock, Granke in the middle, Erod, Verlander, Gossman. Down below, Richard, Smith, Snell. You're looking at stacking. Obviously, Texas is outstanding. I mentioned some value you can get with, like, Beltre and, you know, Gomez and Napoli. Some good looks there if you need to. Dodgers should be the chalk of the chalk. Goodbye, Bartolo. Those guys are all great. Utley's a sneakier one, but, you know, Grandal, Bellinger, uh, Seager, Jock Jams could be interesting. A lot of like things to like there. Let's at 348, right? He's 323 off Bartolo. Indians versus Adelman I like quite a bit. I really like that Jose Ramirez. Lindor's not bad. Brantley's a very sneaky play. Zimmer, very sneaky. Even, you know, Edwin and Santana at first. Good options with Cleveland. Three, five, two, seven totals, the third best on the slate. Lefty's 353, righty's 336 off Adelman. He's the, I remember, 11th worst in hard contact or barrel percentage the last 30 days. Marlins versus Martin Perez, fourth highest total. Righty's at 348, lefty's 275. So by Giancarlo, Ozuna, and um, see what other pieces like Rojas could be a nice value at shortstop. He's shortstop third base eligible. Uh, Ria Muto behind the dish. See what other pieces of the puzzle they put out there. And as you go, like uh, Tigers are intriguing. Lefty's 323 off Hamill. The Astros, lefty's 339. Righty's 327 off Velasquez. And then the Astros for crying out loud. Arizona versus Dickey is always worth a look. Dickey's been okay of late, and he's actually the 11th best on barrels the last 20 days. He's been really, really good, but it is Arizona in Arizona, which is scary. But yeah, last 30 days, Dickey has given up zero barrels, 0% the last 30 days. Something to keep in mind. Um, lefties versus Sensatella, like I mentioned, hitting 330 for the Cardinals. Baltimore, 460 total. They're down the list, so maybe they get ignored against Blake Snell. They shouldn't be ignored, especially for the value, like Machado at 36, Trumbo at 33. Um, Jones was in there at like 44, which is really, really good. Uh, scope at 45, love all that. Lefties, 293, but righties, 340 off Blake Snell. A's versus Liriano, 446. They're like at the middle of the pack, maybe slightly below middle. On the totals, lefty's 317, righty's 352. I like that a lot with the A's. Could be very good. It's a risk-reward type play. Okay, Team BVP. Let's check you out real quick. Run through for your evening slate. 
Um, there were some good ones. Chris Davis, Garrett Slariano, 6 for 17, 3 doubles, 2 homers. But Rajay Davis, 12 for 33, 4 doubles, a triple, and a homer. So keep that in mind. The Reds versus Tomlin. You got Cozart, 7 for 14, with 2 doubles and a triple. Votto, 4 for 14, with 2 doubles and 2 homers. Both interesting stuff there. Uh, as we go down some more, you got Kinsler, 4 for 9 with a homer off Hamill. Miguel Cabrera, 6 for 17 with 2 doubles and 2 runs scored against Hamill. That's about it there. Uh, but the Royals versus Verlander, you got Perez, 25 for 61. 8 doubles, a triple, and 2 homers for a 410 average. That's outstanding for Salvi Perez. Brandon Moss hitting only a 273, but he's 6 for 22 with 3 homers off Verlander. Eric Hosmer hitting 259 with 22 for 85, five doubles, a triple and two homers. Low Kane hitting 262 but 11 for 42 with two doubles and a homer. Alex Gordon only had a buck 89, but he's taking a deep three times with five doubles. So good extra base upside against them. Evan Longoria, seven for 27 with a double and a homer versus Gossman. Mark Reynolds, six for 17 versus Leak with two doubles and a, and a homer. Gerardo Parra, seven for 19 with a double and a homer. Ian Desmond, 9 for 26 with two doubles, all above 300. Descalso, I mentioned versus Dickey, 8 for 13 with a double. J.D. Martinez, 5 for 14 with a double and a homer. Keep those in mind. Uh, the Braves versus Granke. Marquecas, 7 for 25 with four doubles and a homer for a 280 average. As we keep going down the list. Uh, Chase Utley versus Colonna. That's another reason why I like this. He's 4K. He's 11 for 23 with two doubles and a homer. It's a 478 average. A lot to like there. And then pretty bleak after that. You got Hunter Pence, 4 for 11 with no extra base hits off Cole. And then, yeah, not much else to talk about. So there you have it. Your 12-game evening slate on a Monday. Good stuff to like here. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the coverage over the weekend with NASCAR and the golf and the UFC, all that good stuff. We got uh, a British Open or a British Open recap with myself, Jesse, and a special guest tonight on Binge with Bub, episode forty-seven. Uh, I'll be on a, a, a guest episode of uh, the Friends of Fantasy Benefits podcast. Check them out; really good stuff they do over there. at Friends of Fantasy Benefits. Justin Mason takes care of that site. But uh, around the bases, episode twenty-two records tomorrow night. We'll have more golf this week. More stuff to love, but check us out, thesportsdegens.com, at thesportsdegens. Hit me up with any of your questions, at BDNTrick. I'm always here to help you out. But rate, review, spread the word of the podcast so we can keep growing this bad boy. But good luck on your Monday, and we'll get back with you tomorrow. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, July 24th edition. I'm out.